0: welcome back everybody to the unnamed dynasty show i'm david and i'm here with my co-host bailey and today we're going to talk about some of our buys in dynasty as always we're going to be talking about everything in a half ppr format and i'm just gonna have bailey kick us off
1: cool it's good to be back my first buy is going to be damian pierce a uh, player that I really like, drafting a ton of him in best ball, I not only think that he is a screaming bye for Dynasty, but I also think he'll produce this year. The biggest reason I believe in him is actually just what the uh, the Texans did this offseason. They didn't really bring in any competition for him. They brought Singletary in, which I'm not too worried about, but not but didn't bring anyone in through the draft, which... Was a big concern coming from the day three pick of Damian Pierce. So we saw that with like James Robinson, right? Where he performed great his rookie season and then immediately they replaced him. Um, so even just not seeing that happen this first year gives me more confidence in him than I had with him last year. Um, I think he's going to be a beast. Uh, I think he's going to get a ton of carries. I think that offense is going to get better. Um, He had 47% of the carries inside the five, and I think that number is going to go up. If you put him next to Singletary and your decision who to give the ball to, I believe in Damian Pierce a lot more, just bigger body, strong. And because of that, I expect the Texans to be in the red zone more, to give him the ball more, which ultimately I want to see more touchdowns from him.
0: Um, So my first buy is... Damian pierce i know they didn't really bring anyone this year in but given that damien's a fourth round pick we have other running backs like antonio gibson or james robinson who are players that weren't really valid coming in even if Damian pierce is the go-to guy this year do you have any reasons that you're thinking you would buy him in dynasty uh considering that next year things could potentially change
1: yeah i think this is a common theme i have with running backs is The situation can change so fast, and I agree that the Texans can easily bring in someone next year, even if that's the case, and I buy into that belief, which I I don't know if I really do, but even if I do, I can see his value increasing this year. So this year, at least what we know is he's going to be the lead back. I believe that that offense is a good amount better than it was last year, and I think he's going to perform this year. So... Under those assumptions, then you can even see this as a buy just for a value increase. Then when the value increase, and you're a little scared for the next off season that they're going to bring someone else, um, then you can sell mid season, sell to a contender if you're in a rebuild. Um, but I think at least in this stage where we are, there's a lot of room for him to grow, even if you believe that they're going to replace him.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. I'm going to go ahead with my first buy, and it's going to be a QB. It's Russell Wilson. And I know people have really soured on Wilson, but I think it's just easy to forget in fantasy and in football in general, the history of a player. And Russell Wilson has been on a points-per-game basis in the top 12 every single year of his career for 10 years straight until last year. That is some insane consistency. People don't really talk about how consistent he's been and it's not even just that he's been top 12. Five of those years he was top three and one of those five years he was the number one quarterback. So he's extremely competent at quarterback and you can give a lot of reasons to maybe he was bolstered up by the team around him, maybe he was a coach, but not anyone, not any QB can put up numbers like that. So yes, he is definitely older now, but given the circumstances that he was working with, like learning new offense, going to a new team, being with the worst coach he's ever worked with, granted there's only two there, but given all that history, the price point he's at now, it's not like not worth your investment to buy him. So right now on Keep Trade Cut, he's going at around 3.5 thousand, which puts him at around QB 23. The, The quarterbacks that are around his value are quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, which I think... You could maybe see as like more consistent options close to his age. But then you also have guys like Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Geno Smith, Mac Jones, Desmond Ritters, a couple, a couple QBs behind him, but like not too far off. You also have Jordan Love that's actually ahead of him. What I'm getting at with all these names is that a lot of them are unproven or have never proven themselves to be elite quarterback with elite upside and are really old now. So what are you really expecting from them? Yes, Russell Wilson is really old now. And if you're trying to get a long-term dynasty quarterback, he's probably not going to be the play. But if you're trying to get a quarterback in your win now team, why not just take Russell Wilson and hope that he can put up, decent numbers because he can't like he's done it every year of his career and I think you have a way better chance of Russell Wilson turning it around than you do on just kind of picking a lottery of all these quarterbacks that have really never proven themselves or quarterbacks that have never had any sort of elite production so to me I think Russell Wilson is a buy at this price point
1: yeah I'm with you on that I'm I'm a big buyer of the Broncos offense as a whole I think Sean Payton's is going to come in and seeing those stats of like uh, quarterback finishes of Sean Payton run offenses yeah, I'm, I'm trying to buy Broncos wherever I can. Yeah,
0: and if you're one of those people that think that Russell Wilson only did so well because he had a good coach, then you should be more on board with Russell Wilson now because <laughs> Sean Payton is arguably a better coach than Pete Carroll. So Yeah, great point. Cool.
1: Um, my second buy is going to be Christian Kirk. Uh, I love Kirk. I love the offense. I love Trevor Lawrence. Um, so Kirk finished top 15 in targets. He's tied to the lead offense. Um, He just signed a four-year contract, and Ridley is 29. I think a big part of why I think Kirk is a screaming buy is because of how much I really want to fade Ridley. Um, Ridley's 28. He's going to be 29 next season. Again, he, he took, what, two years off from football? That's a really long time, and to expect him to come back and produce right away, I think, is a little unrealistic. So even then, right, let's say he comes back he takes some time to ramp up. He becomes a receiver that he used to be that we all saw. At that point, he's going to be 30, right? So it's still, it's it's an aging asset versus uh, Kirk, who's a young asset. Um, even if Ridley does perform at where people think he's going to perform, we've seen in today's NFL two wide receivers set um, doing extremely well together, right? AJ Brown... Uh, Devontae Smith, Waddle Hill. Um, so you're going to be in uh, Chase Higgins. You're going to be in one of the better offenses with the Jags uh, with a lead quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. And even if I'm completely wrong about Ridley, I think there's a chance that both Ridley and Kirk in that situation can still succeed. So for me, Kirk is a bye.
0: Yeah, and I'm on board with that. If you listen to her first episode, you know that we are both big faders of Ridley's, so naturally Kirk is gonna be the riser there. So I am totally on board with that. I'll go over my second buy. Alexander Madison It's gonna be a running back. And right now, Alexander Madison is at the running back twenty-five. And so that's around the range of Aaron Jones, Rashad White, Devin Achane, Kendry Miller. Pretty back end running backs in terms of in terms of range. And I don't really understand why he's here. I get that there might be concerns about him not living up to Dalvin Cook, because he's not Dalvin Cook, but given the relatively, it is a relatively small sample size, but given what we've seen of Alexander Madison when he's covered for Dalvin, in the six games where he's had over 50% of the snap share, he had 119.4 points. That's about 19.9 points per game. Yes, that's obviously probably not where he's going to perform through the season that he's the starter. But I don't think that's that different from a Romandre Stevenson or a Tony Pollard type of running back who are in arguably pretty similar situations. So right now, if if you look at where Romandre and Tony uh, Tony Pollard are, they're at RB12 and RB13. So to me, it doesn't really make sense why Madison is an entire field of players down. In my head, like either they need to be brought down or Alexander Madison needs to be brought up. And I actually like where Tony and Ramondre are. So to me, that just means that Madison is being undervalued right now. So he's my second buy.
1: Yeah, uh, I I think I struggle with Madison a bit. Um, I think the pros for me on Madison is I love that offense. I love the Vikings offense. And I think one of the cons I have is also going to be his pro (laughs) is that unlike pollard he didn't really get the 50 50 split or even like the 60 40 split he was just a monster when cook was out and he was on the field which as i'm saying it now could actually be the plus for him right in that the vikings love to run their running back and he'll get the work and he'll get the opportunity there um, so I'm a little conflicted on it but i can see why he's a buy
0: yeah i I guess we don't know until the season starts, but in my mind, the Vikings are one of the last few offenses that love or that would like to run a bell cow running back. Uh, obviously they could not do it, and in which case Madison would fall, but I just think at the price range that he's going at, he just his the, the upside on him is so much higher than some of the running backs around him. So I think that's what's making that, uh, the argument click in my head. Yeah, I can get behind
1: that. Um, uh, my last buy is going to be someone you just brought up, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. And similarly to Pierce, I think this offseason has really moved Stevenson up for me, which is basically just a vote of confidence from the Pats. Um, So there's a couple things going into that, right? So obviously first is the Dalvin Cook rumors, uh, with Cook potentially going to the Pats. If that happens, I'll adjust. But I think that even if Cook does go there, that's a short-term rental. I think... Ramondre is still going to get the work that he got last year. So his value is not going to really decrease all that much from where it was last year as a third down back receiving back. Um, he was great in the passing game, four fin targets per game. So even if Cooks does sign there, um, I think Ramondre is still going to get some work. The second part is that the Pats backfield is just notoriously bad. Um, but I think that's priced into where people are seeing Ramondre. I think Ramondre really outside of this Pats offense. Um, he has a real chance of being a dominant back uh, one of the leaders of the backfield um, potential to be an RB1 overall in my mind at least um, and if that happens if he gets to work he's already a beast in the passing down in the third down game if he gets to work that where, there, where there's a hole in the opportunity currently um, I think he's going to be a really 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 good back for this year and the years coming
0: I like, I like that you like Ramondre, for me I'm still, I'm going to go with the reputation for the pass backfield so I like him where he's at, I personally wouldn't buy him that much higher but he can easily prove me wrong so I can see wh- why you uh, why you think he's a buy. I'm going to go over my last buy and that's going to be a wide receiver and it's going to be Marquise Brown who is currently going at the wide receiver 36, borderline wide receiver four. And for his age, he's 26 right now, there's just a dearth of wide receivers in this age range between 26 and 28. There aren't that many wide receivers in that range that you can consider truly elite. It feels like all the good wide receivers are either really young or kind of getting into their twilight years. But if you're going to go for a middle-aged vet in that 26-28 range. I think Marquise Brown is the one to do it on. To me, it doesn't really make sense how he can be behind some people that haven't proven themselves, like, say, Flowers, who's going about four or five spots ahead of him, or Calvin Ridley, who's, like, three or four spots ahead of him, and Calvin Ridley's, like, 29. Everyone around him is either unproven or really old. So... Why is Marquise Brown proven? Well, he's already had a wide receiver two year uh, in Baltimore in 2021. And in 2022, when he joined the Cardinals, when Kyler was healthy and when D-Hop wasn't uh, wasn't playing in those first six games, he was scoring about 14.5 points per game. And I think he could have done better, but that's where he was at. And even just that number alone is pretty solid. Uh, That's a really good mark for wide receiver two. Yes, Kyler is hurt, but D-Hop is gone. And it's not like Marquise Brown is 30 years old. So he's just about to enter his prime years. And in my opinion, he's the perfect candidate if you're looking for those middle-aged, that middle age vet range for wide receivers to really get the value you're paying, which is a decent wide receiver two and someone that has wide receiver one upside going into the future over the next two and three years. And there's also the chance that if the offense really sucks, they not only will be airing the ball out a lot with the Cardinals, but if they have the worst record, then he might get one of the top quarterbacks in the league. That's been a rumor floating around: is that the Cardinals are going to dump Kyler? In which case, he's going to have someone like Caleb Williams thrown to him, which is only going to boost his stock uh, since he's the wide receiver one in the offense.
1: Yeah, i I kind of came in here not liking Marquise Brown, um, but looking at where he is in the rankings, I think you're right that he is priced very nicely. Um, I don't think I like a lot of the players around him more than him. Uh, my issue with Brown is I don't really think he has like a ceiling even week to week of hitting a high points or winning you a week, um, which is why I came in not liking him. But looking at the wide receivers around him, I don't think that's what you're getting a Marquise Brown in that range kind of wide receiver for. Um, so yeah, I, I like it. I like him at value. I just don't really like him overall as a wide receiver here
0: yeah i i think you can argue that he's never going to be an elite wide receiver but right now since he's basically going as a wide receiver four it's like you know the wide receivers around him are like worth nothing and he he's proven so much more than those guys and the wide receivers around him also arguably will never have elite seasons or will never have another elite season again because they're too old so for me, I think Marquis Round is like a really solid target in in, in this uh, in this range.
1: Yeah, I with that.
0: Great. That will be it for our Dynasty Buy video. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time.